signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late There's not long We need leaders who lead us Not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future And our children's That's wrong We must take America back As liberty weeps Our forefathers spin in their graves Pray God will bless some way out of this mess We must take America back Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Thursday, 14 July 2016. More than half the year gone, racing headlong right to the bottom. It's a sleigh ride to hell, folks. No snow. It's going to be a bumpy ride. A lot of people waking up. A lot of people are waking up. And not being sidetracked, by the way, Uh, not being able to be diverted down to a useless railroad siding, no. They're staying on track. They're staying on course. I think that was evidenced by Britain's exit from the EU. They didn't want their, uh, they wanted their pound sterling. They didn't want their funny money. They had their own funny money. They didn't want the European Union's funny money. And, of course, being the last one, I guess, to bring up the rear here, uh, the North American Union should have been put in place, oh, five, ten years ago. This thing should have been ready to rock and roll, plug right into the European system so we could create our one-world government. Uh, They're behind the times. And it appears that it's falling apart on them. But there's one aspect to this. You know, I've talked about this on air before that we were coming out of an agrarian structure, and then we discovered steam and electricity and coal and all these things that we could put together in different combinations to get different things done, and we went into an industrial age, which made a lot of money for a lot of people, created a lot of wealth, gave a lot of people jobs, and started to construct the current system that we see now. Uh, But You know, this is old school stuff. Got to think newer, got to think better, got to think faster. So we come up with a tectronic area, or should we say technocracy, I guess you could put it better. This afternoon, I've got Patrick Wood with me, and he has written a book on this subject, and he himself admitted, he says, very few people are talking about this. And it is an important component, so we're going to discuss that this afternoon with Patrick Wood. Mr. Wood, how are you doing? Hey, John, doing great. Good to talk to you again. Well, it's, it's, it's been a while. We go way back. Way back. 
<laughs> have the years been kind to you? <laughs> I guess I got a few more gray hairs, but I'll have you know I earned every single one. Wait a minute, you, wait a minute, you still have hair? <laughs> I still have hair, but yes, it's very gray. <laughs> <laughs> you quoted, uh, you wrote an article recently. Um, Wentz technocracy, neo-feudalism, peasants, and pitchforks. And you quoted C.H. Smith. And he wrote that there is no avenue left for advocacy, grievances, or redress in a system dominated by global corporations. I think this is one of the things that the English caught on to and said, hey, we're getting our hat and we're going home. Now... There's no avenue left for advocacy, grievances, or redress in a system dominated by global corporations. Boy, is is that a mouthful. That is absolutely true. And a lot of people don't realize that this goes back to 1970 with Zbigniew Brzezinski. And he wrote a book, Between Two Ages, America's Role in the uh, Tech-Netronic Area. And I'll get that out. And then just a, a couple of years later... He teamed up with Davy Rockefeller to start the Trilateral Commission, and that was a course dedicated to fostering a new international economic order. You know, um, Pat, when I when anybody 10, 15, 20 plus years ago would talk about their construction of their new world order, we were a bunch of wingnuts. We didn't know what we were talking about, even though we could quote their own writings. <laughs> yes, and put that out in Jump Street. Uh, people are still looking at it. Oh, you're you're just full of uh, you know. You're just this disenfranchised, disconnected, um, aberrant fringe group out there, and you don't know what the, you're, you're talking about. Oh no, you're absolutely right. And all of my original writing on the research uh, and research on the Trilateral Commission uh, was done with the venerable Professor Anthony C. Sutton. Uh, back in the late 70s and early 80s, he was no slouch. I was a nobody. I was just a young guy uh, who, you know, studied economics in school and thought I knew a few things. But but Tony Sutton had these guys nailed to the wall. And with eight counts of willful failure to file and tax evasion. And if all of those eight counts, he was found guilty, he would be for twelve thousand dollars. He would he could be put into jail for up to 40 years. Wow. So the government is claiming that uh, he owes them $12,000, but he's been... State of, the state of Minnesota, this is a state case. Go ahead. Okay, so, all right, state case. So, uh, a lousy $12,000, but they're willing to put this guy in jail. Um, Ralph, there seem to be some elements missing here. Yes, and uh, I've had, I wrote up a very lengthy brief, 101 pages worth uh, with table of contents and uh, case law, and I've got the uh, formula down, I think, how to present the stuff to people. And uh, we gave that to the, them to give to all the different people, and they didn't give it to all of them, and we didn't get to talk about it. But that's fine. The research is there. And uh, So this is it, a, a state franchise tax board case. It's a uh, state income. It's, it's called Minnesota uh, Revenue department okay. and they have a uh, m1 form m1 individual income tax and uh, i picked up some finer points the judge it was a bench trial we're going to get into that why you never want to have a trial by jury it was a bench trial and i wanted richard to do a trial by jury and he said no i want a bench trial 
So he went in and he got the judge and the judge tried to talk him out of a bench trial. And there's a major reason why, because this is how they get everybody convicted of uh, IRS charges and stuff. You never want to have a trial by jury because it's not a common law trial by jury. It's an illusion. It's a con. If you saw the movie Hillary's America, it's a Saul Alinsky's. It's just another con job. Who's clicking the pen? Oh, that's me. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Put that Uh, pen down. Okay, I'll, uh, <laughs> here's the reason why. Here's here's the scam, the first scam that had to be addressed. When you have a trial by jury, you will have all sorts of facts paraded in there about you had a checking account, you bought gold coins, you had wages. Uh, all of these things are called non-essential facts. The essential element is a, is a key issue. And there's a word that I use now that I found in the legal. It's called sine qua non. S-I-N-E space Q-U-A space N-O-N. And it's like an equal sign. And whatever is on the left must exist before what is on the right is true. It's like one plus one equals two. You got to have the one, you got to have the plus, you got to have the one, and the equal is sine qua non before you end up with the result of two. And this is a way to use logic. You know, there are siliquisms, but uh, this is a, just a killer issue of how to, and when I got to looking, it is when I worked search through Westlaw, it's used. But we, we, did, we don't understand none of this stuff. We're not taught any of these things. Anyway, getting back to the on point, you sit in a trial by jury. It's a con. These These are non-essential facts. I, Ralph, had a checking account. Ralph had uh, wages. Uh, Ralph didn't fill out a 1040. Ralph didn't do this. He uh, bought gold coins. He, He traded these gold coins. He got money. He had compensation, income. Income is not defined. People out there on that nonsense is just... So anyway, you sit with a whole trial of non-essential facts. It's a con. Then you get to the end of the, quote, trial by jury, and each side puts in proposed jury instructions based upon the law, the facts, or whatever. And they have model ones that they've got set up to to clean your clock. They will, in the end, final jury instructions usually put in the essential elements of the crime. But you have been brainwashing these people for days of non-essential facts. They're all taxpayers. They all think they know what's going on. And this is the most killerous thing, the thought that gets us all in trouble. And I still get caught in it. What we think we know is so that's not. It's our belief system. This is what traps us. We think we know what's so, and we're not going to check in the facts. So in the end of the trial, they get the final jury instructions, and now they're even starting on PACER not to put those out, so you can't even read the criteria that was given the jury. Isn't that amazing? They don't want us to read the essential facts, the actual final jury instructions. That's the standard with which, that's supposed to be the law side of it, with which the facts that they've heard in the trial. All those facts that they've heard have nothing to do with the essential elements of the crime. Now, Ralph, you and I were talking um, transcripts. Now, 
these are courts. Uh, I, I I don't think you pay the judge, Ron McDonald. I don't think you pay the judge salary directly. You don't have a stake or an interest in the uh, equity court in there. So uh, they're getting paid out of the public largesse or the taxes. So how is it, Ralph, that you weren't allowed to record anything in there? Uh, this is not a trial by jury, so you don't have the little person sitting there uh, looking like they're typing on something. That's actual short court transcript. They've done away with most of that, and they've gone to recordings. But you weren't allowed to record anything in there or keep record of anything. And everything that they have taken, they'll charge you for a transcript of the recording that they have done in court, Correct. That's correct, but you can't even get the hands to listen to the audio to verify that the transcript is correct off of the recording. You only get a transcript, $525 for one day. But they've already been paid, but yet you've got to come up with $525. But, but isn't there a little problem with that? Um, could, this is, could, this oh. is how you keep the con going because you can change transcripts, which Richard is aware that they've done, because what, what, how are you going to prove it? You don't have an audio. They have the audio. They have the original stuff. Richard actually caught them changing no, Richard, the court. Uh, is, uh, Richard is aware of this has happened in the past, and okay. I think with him, too. All right. what, what was said did not end up on the transcript. That's correct. Well, one of the things you can do, but you can't do it uh, during the trial, is get a Public Records Act, which includes a recording. But you can only get it after the determination. Well, okay, that's these are all issues. We're going to wait and see what comes out. Um, you know, these are issues that, like on the federal side, you can get the recording. In Alaska, you can go into any of these kangaroo courts and get the recording. But this, is I don't state. know, but. But uh, Minnesota has taken this uh, corruption to another level. You, 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 are, you can't do it. They check your cell phones to make sure they're turned off. I was allowed my iPad in there, but they were watching me. And I didn't dare turn it on. I, had, I used it for Westlaw. But uh, I didn't dare turn it on because they're sitting right there looking over my shoulder. And but if they is catch it, me doing something, they kick me out. Ralph, is, isn't this a court of public record, as they call it? Uh well, let me let me start over here with this. There are no public officers in America. There is no republic. It's all been overthrown. I can conclusively prove there's not one public officer in all of Alaska. There's no civil commissions. There's no proper oaths of office in the federal courts. The United States District Court in 1948 uh, used the territorial laws out of Hawaii. Territorial laws, Article 4, Section 3, Clause 2, instead of Article 3, Clause 2, the thing that they tried to tell us there. It's black and white. I have all the evidence. I have books of which there are very few in existence that have all the reviser notes. They document it ad nauseum. There is no doubt. The, uh, the, uh, Court of the Court of Appeals, the 1 through 11 in the District of Columbia, they're the same type of nonsense. And the thing is, they all operate off of ge- geographical they're after a fictional citizen of the United States. They are geographical. They are not driven by subject matter jurisdiction. I got that out of a Senate report of 1948. They are out of the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 1982. And the only subject matter jurisdictional court in America, in the appellate sort of the Supreme Court of the United States, is the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals in D.C., they, that court, its decisions are nationally 
are good nationally all across the United States. The other circuits, because they are not constitutional courts, they have a territorial jurisdiction which is incompatible with an Article Three court. That's an Article Four type jurisdiction, and it's easily proven. But say I have the documents to prove all this now, and the appellate courts. And uh, we uh, we what we and the tax court is not even a court. That is a pure inquisitional court. And in reality, what's going on? The uh, United States District Court is a inquisitional court. It's like the old Star Chamber out of England. Uh, there is no real rule of law. There's nobody has ever taken an oath to say that they are going to abide by the Constitution or the laws of the United States. I can. I've been. I've run all these courts to get them out in the open. I. It's conclusive, and I've got now. I didn't realize I had it, but in Westlaw. Uh, I have access to the documents and supporting documents from, uh, I think it's 1920 to about 1990. All of these Senate reports and stuff behind the scenes where these guys are talking, they know what's going on. And they're knowingly, they've overthrown our republic. It's an illusion. And the, the whole key to this is there is a parallel. If you ever saw the movie Matrix, you're in it. And the whole key to this, which is uh, kicked out in the open in Minnesota... If you are a citizen of the United States, you are a taxpayer. And if you are a taxpayer, in the tax court, it says we do public rights doctrine, which means you're a fiction in law, you're outside the several states, and it started back in 1856 in the Hunter's Lessee case on a tax case in the territories. And this is the, the whole game of there is the citizen of the United States, the real one, there's a citizen of the United States that's in the public rights, the fictional. And to make the real short story, they need our signature. They need us to keep consenting. And you, you have to put away what you think you know. And I have been, I have proven the tax court does not obey the internal revenue laws. They don't obey the laws of the United States. They don't do anything. And the Supreme Court of the United States has said, they there's nothing judicial in the tax court. And that's where they want us to go. Well, how the hell can I have any chance of winning if I go to a place and there's no judiciary. Uh, Ralph, uh, can what you have accomplished in the state court be applied to the federal jurisdiction? Absolutely. Oh, the, right. Well, I'm going to go through okay. this. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're, 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 the state, the state, not the courts, but the state taxation mandates that there, you have to have filled out, that's the distinction, a Form 1040, your, the, the, presumably your, your signature. They put that into the discovery. If there is no duty to file the 1040, there is no state income tax. So quit volunteering. And how do they get us? This is a key, this is the one other thing. What is a taxpayer? Does anybody know what a taxpayer is? Yeah, it's the same person that votes as a U.S. citizen in national elections. Okay, let's say U.S. citizen. It's citizen of the United States. Words okay. are extremely important here. All right, all right. Let's take this three-minute break. Ralph Winterroud is with me. Ron McDonald is riding shotgun for two days in a row. I don't think we've ever done that. And we're talking about something monumental, a break in the mystery of the taxation and the crooked courts. Stay tuned, folks. Do you or someone you know suffer from chest pain, blood pressure, cholesterol, or irregular heartbeat? 
Are you looking for a more natural solution to overcome these health challenges? American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. I want to thank uh, the people that, uh, and thanks, uh, thanks to Mike Rivero for make, uh, making mention of uh, Mr. McDonald and and Ralph. Let me not call him one around. I'll get I'll get chastised for that. Uh, but I want to thank Mike for telling his listeners to stick around and uh, welcome to you guys. Uh, Winter this, road works too. Just don't put no misters. Okay. <laughs> well, at any rate, uh, we want to thank them for sticking around. Uh, this network is designed for one thing and one thing only, and that is seeking out the fact and presenting the fact to the, well, I hate to say this, to the generally dumb public, but that's by design as well. 
You're not supposed to know. The only thing you're supposed to be is a voter and a taxpayer. Sit down, shut up. You do your job. We'll do ours. Well, they've been doing the job to us, Ralph, for a long time. Please continue. Okay. Let's get back to the courts because this is important, first of all. The bench trial, first of all, the the uh, uh, when you have a trial by jury, they go back in there. They finally get the final jury instructions with the essential elements of the crime. And what the trial should have been presented is the essential facts that would support any of the essential elements. But they do not provide the essential elements of the crime. Like there has to be a deficiency to exist before you can be charged with tax evasion, which means there actually has to be a known legal duty. They can't do that. They put it in the jury instructions. Uh, they talk about it, and the lawyers, they go on to willfulness and all this other nonsense. Give me, give me another meaning for deficiency. What, what does that mean? The deficiency is a tax that is owned that is a subtitle A, which is an individual or which is an income tax, subtitle B, which is gifts of states. It is not a subtitle C, which is uh, employment taxes, which is wages, 1099s. It is subtitle D. It is a uh, excise tax. It is not a subtitle E, alcohol, firearms, and tobacco. So if you get a deficiency, see, people what it, now, okay, I, I thank you for that. But what, from from the government standpoint, and for me, because I'm not a lawyer, I'm not one of these judges, and I'm certainly not a prosecutor. Uh, deficiency. I mean, what what, what in their it mind? Means there is a tax due and owing. Okay. And there are five, here's the, one of the first things of a tax, taxpayer, which we'll get into the definition of a taxpayer. They say internal revenue tax. There are five unique separate taxes under the internal revenue laws. Subtitle A, and I'm going to give you the rest of the key, but subtitle A is income taxes, and that money can only be withheld from Non-resident aliens, foreign corporations, and foreign uh, organizations. Subtitle B is gifts of state. Subtitle C is a, it comes out of the Social Security Act, and it is a statutory beneficial employer-employee relationship. Really has nothing to do with us, but they can't charge you with a crime under subtitle C taxes. They do it all the time using wages. There is no deficiency. You can't have be owing, and the, the, the catch-22 is in the definition of withholding agent. It is limited strictly to three subtitle A people. There's got to be somebody that's authorized to withhold, that's required to withhold, and has the authority. And that's only from non-resident aliens, foreign corporations, and foreign organizations. That's subtitle A. And you... Let me tell you, back up here, because uh, this is one of the, the problems that uh, people, of how they keep the con going. You have to look at the definition of taxpayer, which we're going to get into. You have to look at the def- definition of taxable year. They use words that are not defined. They say tax year. Taxable year says taxable income. So that's all gross minus all deductions. I don't give a rat's rump. Irrelevant. Is computed. That goes to Section 3. you got to have a tax table to figure it out, right? And it has it a taxable year, which affirms that. But the killer is under subtitle A. 
So you can't have a, so if, if John has a taxable year liability for 2015, it means taxable income, which is all gross, which is everything but the kitchen sink, under 61. Deductions under 62, we don't give a rat's rump. Taxable income is 63. You got to go to the tax table to compute it. That's section three, and that includes taxable year. That reaffirms it. You can't have it. You can't compute the tax tables without using taxable year. But it's under subtitle A. That's where they finally get down to the who had asked tax has application. All right, let's take the bottom of the hour break here. We'll be gone for three minutes. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. These statements have not been evaluated. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady... We offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit 
heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. All right, we're back talking with Ralph Winterout and riding shotgun with me again today is Ron McDonald, author of They Own It All, Including You by Way of Toxic Currency. And we are talking about the court system, the jurisdiction they claim that they have, but they put you in a classification uh, as a... How did you exactly put that, Ralph? Well, what they call us, we are called taxpayers. But you see, we run into a problem. That's called subject matter jurisdiction. Title 28, United States Code, Section 2201, prohibits the United States District Court and all federal courts from making a determination that you are a taxpayer. The IRS and their procedural rules can make that determination, but it has no force and effect of law. So the question becomes, how do I get to be a taxpayer? And what is it? That's an important question. And that's the, the key to the logic, which you address on again. You volunteer. You sign up to be a taxpayer. But they told me I had to. I know, but you don't know what you signed up for. First of all, you have to understand to answer your question for deficiency. It says means the amount by which the tax imposed by subtitles A, B, or they lift four chapters, which is an excise tax, which is an embedded tax. Like in liquor, when we buy liquor, there's already an excise tax embedded before we get to it that we have to pay an additional tax on. The first thing I sent you, uh, uh, probably a good way place to start this, did you get the, uh, uh, I sent a brief down there to you. It's 101 pages. I don't know if you've got access to it. I, I, I have it. Okay, well, if you go to, and I'll get down to the thing, because this is a, this is a key law. First of all, let me back up here. The reason why people can't figure this stuff out, it's like you take a chapter out of a book, and you take about three pages here and put it over here. 
You take four pages and put it over there. You take another three pages and put it over there. So you have to lay the foundation for the, you have to have a good overview of what the whole story is about before you can reassemble these into what's really going on. You have to establish, first of all, what a taxpayer is. You have to use the taxable year definition. Then you go to withholding agent, and that judge, man, he would not let Richard even talk about that. We're not going to talk about withholding agents because that is the that's the final stake in Dracula's heart. But you have to know how to take one to get to the next to get to the next, and that's what uh, it, it takes uh, some understanding of what's going on uh, to make this thing work. So let me get up to um, the. Uh, let me find that here where I put that in this thing so you can look at the page. You can follow along because it's an absolute killer issue uh, of understanding and how to use logic to take these guys and put them out in the open. Boy, they do not want to go there. They want to go there like they're kicking and dragging. First of all, what is a taxpayer? Now, understanding, the courts can't call me one. Can't They can't make that determination. The IRS can't. It's up to me. Well, what is it that I do? I have to sign up for something. In Minnesota, there's two ways by either, and this came out in court, you have to have filled out a Form 1040 but not filed it. Then you had take the information that you filled out on a 1040, presuming you're going to file it and sign it. If you take that information and put it on one of the M1 Minnesota individual income tax, then you are bound. That is required. As soon as you put it on that form, you're done. And you file it. You are required to do that. Well, they jump past that, like in Richards, because he's never even done a 1040. The IRS says there's no duty to even file one right now. So they just jump past all that because we don't understand the finer points of it's our signature and the just the numbers of taxable income. Putting filling those in and filing in a an M one and if you've ever filed one, they're going to use it against you that you knew you had a known legal duty to keep filing them. Now you so mentioned Ralph, you uh, mentioned signature. Yes, it's you, our signature. That okay. that's that's that, what gets us. That creates the contract that they consider binding between you and the state, correct? Uh, and what it's called, there are, there are two types. Actually, there's three types of contracts. There's an express contract where you and I, John, get together and we, we meet and we say, I'm going to get a benefit and compensation back and forth. That's an express contract. Right. There's the implied in fact contract, which is used on all automobiles. You can go down to your dealer and ask them for the, um, the attorney-in-fact contracts. It's where you sign away the ownership, of the raw right title and interest to your automobile before you ever drive it off the parking lot. It's called an implied-in-fact because you're giving money to get a tag, and they give you back a tag and their protection. So it, 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 it qualifies as a true contract, but it's called an implied-in-fact. And everybody does it. I've done it. And this is how they gain ownership of, to our vehicles. And you just go to dealership. Ask them for the attorney-in-fact contracts. Uh, they didn't want to give all of the stuff out up here at Wasilla. I got all of them because I wanted to see how they did it. It's right there. It says all right title and interest. I'm giving it away, and I'm signing it and getting it notarized. And and just, just in case somebody might have missed this, when you go down to a dealership, you buy a car, 
they give you all your paperwork. Uh, they'll have the state send you the license plates, but they'll uh, they have a bill of sale. Okay, you, you can have that, but what you get through all of this paperwork that the dealer sends into the state, what you get back from them is a certificate of title. You don't get the title of the vehicle if it's got a lien on it. Uh, even if you go in and pay cash for it, folks, uh, they still do not give you the manufacturer's uh, title of origin. In other words, what the manufacturer, be it uh, Ford, General Motors, whatever, okay, they manufacture this vehicle, it's got numbers on it, they send it over to the dealership for sale, you come in, you buy it, you pay your money, or you go into a loan situation and the state will give you that certificate of title. If there's a lien on that, once that lien is cleared, uh, congratulations, they send you a certificate of title with no lien on it. Where does the ownership of that car reside? Is it with you, with your hard-earned cash, paying for that vehicle? Or who is it, Ralph? You have knowingly signed it away, that certificate of origin, or MSO, in Alaska, they hand carry them from Wasilla to DMV because it's money. Whoever has that piece of paper, it's a commercial piece of paper. It's on commercial paper. Whoever has it is the total ownership of that car. That's why they have it. I know they're collateralizing it. But anyway, when they have it, then they can control us and say, you no longer have a right to travel. I am going to force you to have insurance because it's my rig. I'd want to insurance my damn property. I want to make sure that I get my money covered. I can have driver's license. I got my armed mercenaries out here making money off of the revenue because I'll get you for speeding. That's a fact. One of the things to look at is your pink slip, and you'll see where it says owner, and you'll see your name on it. However, it's like a, pardon the expression, it's called a pissing pole. And below your signature, or above your signature, let's put it that way, is the seal of the state. They are the true owners of it. That's why the seal is right under owner. But we've signed it away. It's called an attorney-in-fact contract, and it will be notarized. Well, and, and then the fine print, it's a single-page document that says it gives all right, title, and interest away. And, and the reason I brought this up is just to demonstrate people, in case they missed a few shows here on this network, is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you go out and buy a brand-new car, or it does not matter if you go out and buy a $500 1985 Honda Civic. The same thing applies. They're bringing you into a contract with a state of which you have certain things that you have to perform in order to have that privilege of driving on these roads. Now, along with that privilege, you've got to meet some criteria. You've got to have a valid driver license. You must have insurance. You've got to put insurance on that. A lot of people, what they'll do on vehicles like that, they'll just say, hey, look, uh, I, I'll take out a financial responsibility. I'm not going to go get insurance. I got enough to cover this stuff. You people go to uh, blazes, and that's it. But I, I just want to make people understand that this is the way that they have horned their way into society. Our jails are full during the weekends, Ralph. They're out there popping people because their insurance papers aren't correct or they get pulled over with a burned-out taillight or a display light for a license plate. They do their general roadside interview. Do you mind if I look in your car? You don't have any drugs. Well, you don't mind if I look. This opens up the gate on a lot of different things. Well, so, the other thing is the contract, the attorney, in fact, the implied, in 
fact, contract under the UCC stays in in force as it transfers from one person to the next. You have to know it exists and then go in, which I'm going to do, I just haven't got to it yet, and say, hey, number one, I want that thing canceled. And number two, it is a felony in Alaska to steal property without giving me notice. And they stole my property without notice. I want the original MSO back. A certificate of title, and I want that contract that was notarized by who in the hell ever where that thing started, regardless of what state. I want that contract under the UCC, Uniform Commercial Code. I want that contract canceled because now I know of it, and I want my property back. And they can't keep it. Well, then how do you how do you take total ownership of that said vehicle and try to drive that on a public thoroughfare or roadway. Well, then we're going to have to work around with the uh, state and say, look, okay, which I did up here, I got UCC tags. I gave my their registration and title all back and told them to go to hell. And, uh, well, we had a hell of a pissing match. Um, uh, well, God, I got about 150 tickets before I got through with all the different nonsense of this stuff. Because uh, I, you can go down to your, uh, in Alaska, by the main DMV, and you can get a copy of the MSO. So you take that document and you go file in against these guys after giving them notice. And also uh, put in an affidavit that I want that uh, attorney in fact, which I've got copies of out of Osceola. Chevrolet, you can go down to any Chevrolet, any dealer, and I'm sure they got them. They may not want to give them to you, but uh, they got them. And you say, I want that contract, and I've got the UCC place where it says, okay, this thing stays in effect until I object. See, I'm deemed to know the law, but they've they've done a con. Mm. They, they stole my property, and I knowingly signed it away. It's my signature. Yeah, I did it. I've done it more than once. Yes, but they didn't tell you all of what's involved in this. They didn't tell you the rulemaking that they have created, the control that the state has over you, just by simply getting in your car, starting it, and driving it down the street. Well, no, it's a con. But to see, they always say, well, you're deemed to know the law. Why did you bring an attorney in here? This is their thing. Okay, well, guess what? The peasants has wised up, Bubba. We know the con now. All right. I, I didn't want to sidetrack you here. No, but that's fine. The- that's an important issue because this is why people say they have a right to travel. You do not have the right to travel until you own the damn vehicle. It has to have possession, right of possession, and right of property. There's three parts to it. And we have knowingly given it away, and they have our notarized signature. And when you buy a used car, that contract stays in effect. That attorney, in fact, stays in effect under the UCC from one owner, quote, owner, ha-ha, to the next owner, ha-ha. All right. That's how it works. I got all the paperwork. I say I went to Chevrolet, and it took me about a half hour to talk them out of it. I said, you know, I'm going to stand outside here because you guys are doing something illegal. You won't give me all the paperwork. I want to have an attorney look this over. I want to make sure uh, that what I sign is, and uh, I finally got a lawyer involved, and they give it to me. And as soon as I saw it, I knew what the game was. Did they don't want go? you to see it until you're buying the car and you got your tongue hanging on the damn ground. Where do I sign? <laughs> so the infer- the inference here is that the dealerships know exactly what they're involved in with the theft of your property. And the smiling jack that's standing there, and we all know the stories about used car salesmen, is about as trustworthy as, as lawyers are. So they're in collusion with the game. The uh, financial officer at Wasilla knew because I told him about this. He said, how did you get that paperwork? 
That was his response. I got it recorded. He said, how did you get that paperwork? I said, Godamas, can I even set up a SOB, boy? <laughs> <laughs> right, know, I, you, I tell you, I, I, I talk to these people. I back them in the corners, yeah. big time. Ralph, is this the, the only paperwork you filed into the trial? Was the motion for clarification? Uh, that's the only one that I filed in, but I need to explain it because there are some okay. finer points to it now. Because there's some major issues in there of how I have laid this out, which I'm going to be expanding on. And we should get a, we, we've won it, which I get to it. We've won the case. Now, whether he'll give it, there's a directed verdict coming out. If he agrees to it, I filed another motion in, or we did, uh, today, to let him know that we know, which I'll get to. That judge got up and... and uh, exited the thing and the prosecutor went running out the other door when, uh, when they blew it. But anyway, uh, we got to get the foundation for this so people can have some concept of what the, what's really going on here. The issue is, and in this, is if you go to this um, uh, definition, and it's on page 63 okay. of what I sent you, what is a taxpayer? That's a good question, right? What is a taxpayer? Nobody knows. It's like, what is a citizen of the United States? I know what it is now. It's somebody that says, I don't want that damn uh, unedible rice from the creator to hell with him. I don't want the Declaration of Independence. I don't want the Constitution of any of the several states. I don't want to be a citizen of Texas. I don't want the Constitution of the United States. I want to be under the absolute plenary power of Congress because those are such beautiful people and honest up there in D.C. That's what you're doing. That's a fact. Anyway, taxpayer. Definition. It's a real short definition. On page 63, taxpayer, the term taxpayer means any person, okay, that's the uh, subject of this thing, subject to, that's the operative part of this, and the object that happens is any internal Revenue tax. What does that mean? And what I have done, I have, in this brief, taken all kinds of terms and defined them. A term and a definition. If it says John is a cat, John is a cat. It takes all judicial discretion away. This is the only way to beat these guys. By statutory definitions of terms. And the IRS doesn't use them. Minnesota Revenue don't use them because if they use the terms, they lose. There's nothing wrong with the Internal Revenue Code if it was used the way it's written, but they never use it. It's a con. Okay, Ron, do me a favor. Hang on. We've got to take this three-minute break here. We'll be right back. Hey, I'll make you a deal. Give me 60 seconds and I'll give you directions to the Fountain of Youth. Okay, I'm joking. Well, we're kind of joking. No fountains, but youth, I got Nature's Youth and their premier anti-aging product, Nature's Youth RSF. With your sensible diet and exercise plan, Nature's Youth RSF can help you look and feel better. RSF is an all-natural amino acid supplement that supports your body to naturally increase HGH levels without any synthetic hormones. And elevated HGH levels can contribute to increased energy, improved libido, reduced body fat, and improved exercise capacity. Let's be honest. Who doesn't want to look and feel younger? 
Visit the newly designed website at naturesyouth.com or call 800-333-6923. That's 800-333-6923 and like them on Facebook and you'll be included in contest and exclusive offers. What a deal. Oh, oh, speaking of deals, my time's about up. 800-333-6923 or naturesyouth.com. Who needs a fountain anyway? Call today. Extendivite. A seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants. And America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. So when I wield my broadsword, I won't be cutting off the wrong heads. We're talking with Ralph Winterroud. Uh Ron McDonald is with us from Northern California. And, well, Ralph is a few miles north of him, uh, near Wasilla, Alaska. Uh, we've got only a few minutes here in this segment. And then we'll go back into uh, the matter of the IRS and how the courts are screwing people and how they've tricked you into complying with them by your very own signature. Ralph, okay. uh, Ron, you had something that well, you were I was going... Gonna, yeah, I was just going to say that the, the, the uh, term taxpayer was created by the Internal Revenue Service. Prior to that, one 
was a tax base payer. So th- this is all a new thing created. There's nothing wrong with the definitions if we know how to read. That's what, what we have to do. The only way to beat these guys, you have to take the uh, judiciary discretion away from them. They do not use the term definitions. And I put that in this brief, what a term, a definition. If it says, like I say, John is a cat, then by damn, John is a cat. There's no discretion. There's The judiciary can't come in and they're shut down. And they do not want to go, which I saw in this bench trial, there's a couple of definitions that judge would not allow Richard to even go into a withholding agent because that is the final stab through Dracula's heart that this ball game is a fraud. And I'm going to walk you through how we get there. Uh, but the, the thing is, the first thing is, everybody, just like everybody said, you ask anybody, are you a citizen of the United States? Absolutely. What does that mean? I have no idea. And when you do that, you've surrendered all of your inalienable rights, all constitutions. You're under the plenary power in a fictional world, the land of Oz. The Matrix. And the Matrix. You're under the Matrix. And the, and the only people controlling you is the honesty and integrity of the senators and representatives in Congress. And if that's where you want to be, God help you. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Uh, didn't you say earlier in this hour, Ralph, that uh, they had actually flipped the form of government? They did that uh, back in the 1860s after this supposed civil war that was supposedly uh, over slavery. Uh, by the way, uh, while we have a minute here, uh, let me get down the sidetrack here. You actually went and saw D'Souza's uh, Hillary 2016. Four times. Slept through the first time because I was tired. But I saw 80% and then I saw 100% of it twice. Now, um, I, I, am, I, am, I am amazed here. Uh, we may not have Hillary Clinton. Uh, is, is it now starting to become clear to you, Ralph, why it took Mr. Comey, the FBI, a year of investigating Hillary Clinton about these supposed emails, whether they were classified, so on and so forth? And then during that period of time, 33,000 emails kind of up and disappeared from her servers that would have tied her back into the Clinton Foundation and all the criminality that her and her husband were involved with. Plus, he's been tied into the Clintons to begin with. He has no discretion to make a recommendation. His job is an inquisitor. He investigates that the prosecutorial discretion to prosecute is with Lion Loretta Lynch. He made the first thing is the recommend. He has not have no authority to make an official recommendation. That is the job of what happens behind the scenes. That is a decision called prosecutorial discretion, which is what Texas took against Obama we and clean. Got a break. We'll be right back. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S. I was so disappointed with the coffee so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, 
you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.